Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Buncher. Terrific. And we got a great episode for you today. We are continuing our bear coverage for a third week in a row, and this week we are going to cover a story. This story is one of kind of one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Hmm. There's uh, there's some stories about like serial killing animals. In kind of relation uh-huh. with our Jim Corbett stories with the tigers, uh, and th- they're they're kind of what set up the idea for me starting this podcast. Oh, so you would say it's a very good story. Oh, Dave, it's way too early uh-huh. in the episode to start that. You're right. You're right. Okay, <laughs> don't worry. I'll be pumped up for this. Thing. Uh, this story is called the San Sankabitsu Brown Bear Incident. Hmm. Uh, this story is like, it's like another one of our true crime style stories, but just with a bear this time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm also going to briefly, at the end, I'm going to briefly co- uh, cover a little bit of like what to do if you are attacked by a bear. Oh, like, how right. to survive a bear attack. So nice. we'll do a little bit on that as well. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode all about polar bears and everyone learned some cool new things about them and enjoyed the stories. Dave, what is something you learned last week? Um, God, uh, actually, I, uh, right now I'm actually thinking of that, uh, walrus story you mentioned. With oh, the, the walrus when the polar bear attacks the walrus. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I ended up having to look up, look that up. I was like, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also one other thing that you remember that, uh, polar bears and penguins yeah. do not live on the same continent and they never interact with each other. <laughs> Just want to make sure that is in people engraved in people's heads now. <laughs> Only in a galaxy far, far away. And a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Okay. Meaning in fantasy. That's so, right. Okay. Time. There we go. It will happen. <laughs> Glad you explained it for me there. Uh, we are also joined here by Colonel Cheetor. I run fast. Really fast. Yeah, we know. Mm-hmm, we know. Mm-hmm. He needs a new line. Yeah. He goes so fast, he looks like he's in the same spot every time. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> but as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. We really appreciate it, and we love uh, having you. Uh, if you enjoy the show, what you can do to help us out is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, say something you like about the show. Uh, if you don't use Apple, then use uh, leave a review on whatever platform you do use. Uh, it doesn't matter. Use all of them. It really helps us stand out and get noticed. I, I know it takes like 30 seconds, but it would be much appreciated. So please do that for us. And we seem we kind of seem to be struggling in that category as lately. So please remember to give us a rate and review if you can. Yeah, we, we really need that. So it makes us more like Colonel Cheetor. Spotted. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that brings me to our next point. So Dave... Uh, where are you going next week? Ah, Disneyland, of course. Disneyland. This is uh, Dave's... We're in Salt Lake City. How long of a drive is it to Disneyland? Well, it's like 10 hour. 10 hour? You're yeah. flying this time, right? Yeah. Okay. But this is uh, Dave's third time. Since we started this podcast, this is going to be your third time yeah. going to Disneyland. This is episode 30, 31. <laughs> so you, so every you, average, <laughs> every, you average your time in uh, going to Disneyland uh, once every 10 weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's pretty silly. It's kind of silly if you think about it that way. It is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I like making fun of Dave for it. <laughs> but uh, I'm ready to get this going. How about you? Yeah. All right, so this story, it's actually kind of a famous one, and it actually comes from Japan. Okay. 
It is formerly known as, like I said, is the Sankabitsu Brown Bear Incident. And just to let everyone know, I will be pronouncing a few things wrong this episode, as all of this story is in Japan, and I do not speak Japanese, surprisingly. Mm. So bear with me on that part. No, ah, that was not a pun. Ah, nice one, man. I wasn't. I knew. I knew you were going to do it there. As soon as I wrote that, I was like, he's going to say it then. I know it. But uh, yeah, just bear with me on that part. I'm going to do my best in the pronunciation area. And before we get to the story, uh, let's do a little bit of geography of this area. Let's go to northern, the northernmost island of Japan called Hokkaido. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> called that. Uh, it's the second largest island of Japan, and it isn't very far away from Russia either. Oh. But the, the largest city there on this island is Sapporo. That's actually that's uh, also the name of a famous Japanese beer. Huh. That's actually pretty decent. And there are several national parks in this area too. Uh, I'm not going going to cover or go over all of them because I wouldn't be able to say any of them right. <laughs> uh, this is also Japan's coldest region. Uh, the average August temperature is around 72 degrees. The mm. average in January is around 25 degrees. Yeah. Well, what is the what was the temperature today? Like 30, 30 something. Yeah, it was pretty cold. Yeah, it's pretty been cold lately. Yeah, that must be the Canada of Japan or something. <laughs> sure, that we, can, we can go with that. Uh, the island is mostly a taiga or boreal forest, so similar like a mountain mountain style forest, uh, and they have lots of mountains. So, uh, yeah, and also they do a lot. Of the, people do a lot of fishing in some of the coastal towns. But for our story, we will go up into the very northern part of the island. And on this island, there is a healthy population of brown bears. Mm. I bet a lot of people will be surprised. They don't think of uh, Japan and think of bears. No. You know, you think of like Tokyo. It's, and, yeah, it's never represented in their, their symbols or it's, anything. Uh, it's not, they always have dragons or something, not, you Nothing know? in popular yeah. culture that I can think of. But these brown bears that live there are uh, a subspecies, and these are called the Usuri brown bears. Uh, this is a large subspecies that uh, that are actually average a little bit larger than the grizzly bears here. Hmm. Uh, this the subspecies is also found in parts of China, Russia, and the Korean Peninsula. Hmm. Uh, the, their nickname, the bear, is called the black grizzly. Ooh. So they are they're a very very dark brown color for the most part. Okay. And this subspecies is also rated a 5 on our conservation scale. So it's vulnerable. That's the standard for bears is yeah. pretty much at a 5 for vulnerable all except the American black bear and well the brown bear in general is uh, at a least concern but different subspecies are okay. going to be different as well. Uh, on on the island from 1962 to 2008, there were 86 attacks. Wow! And 33 deaths from bears. Wow! From these bears there in Japan. That's I think I don't know if that's eh, I don't know. That might be that's probably less than the United States. I'm sure. I'm thinking about the numbers because I've I've looked at them oh, before. Oh, okay. But that's that's still quite. That's more than you would think. Oh yeah, especially on an island yeah. of an island. <laughs> Yeah, it's an island of an island. But uh, what do you say we get to the story, Dave? Yeah. Uh, but 
in order to tell a story, we kind of got to hop into a certain machine of ours. Ooh, the time machine? Sometime. Somewhere. And we are going back to 1915 Ooh. to this region of Japan. Now, the story is very well documented, as well as you'll find out, and it's known as the worst bear attack in Japanese history. Wow. So in 1915, Japan was much different than what it is now. Everything was much more rural, obviously, and there weren't a ton of people living in this area. Well, let's get to it. Okay. At dawn in mid-November in 1915, a brown bear appeared at the Ikeda, fa- I- Ikeda family's house in the San- Sankibitsu region. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's, and the, this region is just a few miles of the western coast of the island. So the Aikida family has a run-in with a bear. The surprising counter panicked the family horse, but the bear fled after taking only some corn. Hmm. This wasn't too uncommon for wild animals to appear in, in these new settlement areas. This is kind of their brand new settlement. Okay. Uh, the bear appeared again. On November 20th, the head of the Akita family grew concerned over this. Uh, he contacted his son and a couple friends from a neighboring village. To, uh, he, was, he was concerned for the safety of the horse, mostly. Oh, okay. And then on November 30th, so 10 days later, they saw the bear again. And they actually shoot at the bear, but fail to kill it. Ooh. The next morning... They follow the bear's footprints. Along the trail, the men discover bloodstains, but then a snowstorm forced them to turn back. Hmm. And they believed that the bear, having been injured, would, na- uh, would now fear humans and no longer raid settlements. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> so this story has some similarities to some of our, our, our tiger stories that yeah. we've told as you can kind of tell already. Yeah. Because this is another animal who was shot and injured. Uh-huh. Which f- kind of forced it... Well, I don't. we don't know the exact details on this, but it possibly humans. forced it to then hunt and kill people. Yeah. That's... We don't really know that w- with this one exactly. But an injured animal is a very dangerous animal. Also, it's believed this bear woke early from its hibernation... Mm. Which does happen, uh, so that's why it's now, it probably woke up hungry, now it's searching and raiding settlements to find food. Mm. And now let's go to December 9th. At 10.30 a.m., the bear turned up at another home. This is the Ota family. Uh, They are, the Ota family, inside the home, there is a woman who is babysitting a very young child. The bear breaks into the house, Ooh. attacks the baby, biting it on the head, killing it. Oh. Then the bear goes for the woman. She fights back by throwing firewood at the bear and tries to escape. But she was overtaken, knocked down, and dragged into the forest. Oh my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> That's pretty gnarly, huh? Yeah. According Ooh. to descriptions... The scene resembled a slaughterhouse with blood puddles on the farmhouse floor and a dead baby, of course. So the house was discovered and people saw what happened. The next morning, 
a search party was conducted with 30 men to track the bear and find uh, the remains of the woman. The bear entered the forest, or excuse me, the men entered the forest and advanced, and they didn't go more than 500 feet when they see the bear. Wow. Five men shot at the bear, but it was hit with only one bullet. So it got hit again. Uh, The bear then retreats. After it fled, the men searched the area and discovered dried blood on the snow at the base of a tree. Beneath the snow was the corpse of the woman, with only the head and parts of the legs remaining. Oh, wow. So the bear has been eating her. Gee. And so what they'll do is they'll eat eat some and then bury it and save it for later. It's helpful in the snow, obviously, Mm. because it'll stay fresh. Yeah. Um, the villagers believed that one, that once the bear had a taste for human flesh, its return to the settlement was assured. So villagers were superstitious and panicking at this point, as you can imagine. Now, that same day, several armed men stayed at the Oda house, in, uh, anticipating its return. And 50 other men went to guard surrounding homes. So this wow. is like turned into a big... Big deal from everywhere in the village. Gee. So yeah, there's like 50 people guarding us surrounding homes at the moment. During the night, around 8 p.m., the bear did appear back at the Oda house. Uh, one man got a shot off at the bear, but missed. Guards from surrounding homes arrived to assist. But by that time, the bear was gone. Does Gee. that make sense? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to continue. Uh, the bear, yeah. Many men reassembled and headed downstream on what was thought to be the bear's trail. Huh. Keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> so after following this trail for a time, the men realized that they were actually not on its trail. <laughs> what else could it have been? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it Jeez, could have been. Like, We've been following your own footsteps. But uh, they then head back to the settlement. So I don't know how far away they went or how much time it took them to figure out that they were on the wrong trail. But Dave, some shit's about to go down right now. Oh. While they about to go down while they were following the wrong trail. What if they weren't following the wrong trail? What if it was the trail, exactly the right trail that the bear wanted them to follow? <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, this is, this is where things go down, all right? So when news that the bear, again, was at the Oda house, like I said, guards from other areas, we said there was like 50 guards, uh-huh. a bunch of them left to go try to find the bear because they thought it was at the Oda house. Like most of them left. And so pretty much all of the guards went away to, on the wrong trail. Uh, and also women and children from a couple houses uh, kind of gathered into one central house. Uh-huh. Since the bear was still at large. Uh, the central location is at the Mayoki, Mayoki household. Okay. Okay. Now when the bear fled from the Oda house, it actually headed in the direction of the Mayoki house. Oh my goodness. And since the uh, men followed the false trail, only one guard remained at the Mayoki home. Oh. So right now, let's meet a woman named Yayo, Yayo Mayoki. 
She is in her home preparing a late meal and carrying her... I know things might get a little confusing with the names because there's a lot of them. So I, I actually steered away from the names and said fourth son, third son, stuff like oh, that. Oh, all right. Just to make it easier because it, it gets confusing with all these Japanese names. Mm. It's a little more difficult. So she is carrying her fourth son... And remember, it's dark outside, and that the only light in the house is, is like candles. Yeah, now this is shit where shit gets crazy right here. Yayo heard a rumbling noise just outside the home. She goes to investigate, but before she could even get to the door, the bear broke through a window and oh entered my the home. Goodness. The bear knocked the crock pot over, which doused the candlelight flames, plunging the house into darkness. <laughs> now that's from a horror movie. That, dude, this this right here is straight up from a horror movie. Like, this could be made into a legit horror film. They should nickname him Ninja Bear. <laughs> Alright, but Yayo tried to flee the house with her son in her arms, but in the panic, her second son... Uh, clung to her legs and trips her as she runs. Oh, no. The bear then attacks her. Attacks her and her fourth son. Ooh. Now, the only guard still there is a man named Odo. He was doing a sweep of the area and heard what was happening at the house. When he gets to the door, the bear releases Yayo and the child and goes after Odo. Ooh. Odo attempted to hide behind furniture, but was clawed in the back. How? All right, so, there, like I said, there's multiple people in this house, okay? The bear then turned to Yayo's third son and mauls him. Oh. The bear mauls and kills the third son, along with another woman and another child. So, oh. kind of rapid-fire killing, I guess. Gee. It also bites another child, not killing it. But uh, next to be targeted was a woman named Taki. And she is pregnant. Oh, gee. The bear attacks and kills Taki. Oh, my goodness. From later testimony, villagers heard Taki begging the bear to not touch her belly, but to instead eat her head. Oh, my goodness. Later, the fetus was found alive. Wow. But died shortly after. Oh, man. During this, Yayo was actually able to escape. Gee. With her fourth son in her hands. Oh, wow. Now, Dave, this is this has been crazy. Like, this whole... If you yeah. think about this scene right here, uh, multiple people have died in this one single attack. Gee. I, I, you wonder, like, is the what's the bear's... What is it trying to do here? Why would a bear do this? I, I got no answer wow. for you, but... Is it revenge? I don't know. So now we're going to swing back and meet with, uh, meet back up with the men who followed the wrong trail. They hurry back to the house after hearing noise when they actually run into Yayo. Oh, wow. She tells them what happened, and the men race to rescue any survivors. So this is still in the same Gee. night. When they arrived, the house was dark but they could hear that the bear was still in there. Oh my goodness. The men, believing that everyone had been killed, um, some of them opted to light the house on fire. Mm. But Yayo forbade this, uh, hoping that some were still alive. Yeah. 
The men divided into two groups. One stood guard at the front door, the other group around back. And when given a signal, the group in the back starts um, making noise, shouting and banging on things, trying to get the bear outside. This works, and the bear went out on the front door when, when it apparently outside, the men feared... Okay, so, sorry. The bear comes out the front door, uh-huh. and when it, appeared out, when it appeared outside, the men didn't shoot at it because they thought they were going to shoot the men behind him. Oh. So, and they didn't want their men to be caught in the crossfire. Yeah. And the bear manages to escape... Oh my goodness. It runs back into the night's forest. But yeah, it escaped all that when it had men lined up to shoot, but they just didn't shoot. Except for one man's rifle even misfired when he had a good shot at it. Wow. So this bear is, that's pretty lucky. Gee. (laughs) That's been, what do you think so far? This is crazy. Yep, we, we got some more to go. The men then enter the house with torches and found an even bigger slaughterhouse than the the night before. Because oh. remember, the bear killed, had its Baby first kills the day the before. Mother, yeah. And this is the next day. So it's like, it's like I'm trying to wrap my head around like why it's doing it. And it's just like, I don't know. It's not oh. for food, because it just fed. Gee. So it makes you wonder. Uh, in total, two women, one pregnant were dead, and also one other child. Odo was still alive, along with two other children, and also Yayo and her fourth child were alive but injured. Mm. Uh, The village people gathered in the school, and the seriously injured people were taken to another nearby home. So in this last two days, this bear has killed six people and left several injured. Gee... After this event, many men called called it quits and left. They're like, I'm not. Screw this. <laughs> so only some uh, Russo-Japanese war veterans remained. Wow. You remember the Russo? No. Jap- that was a war between Russia and Japan, I think, in the early 1900s. It might have oh, okay. been a little before, a little after. I can't remember exactly. But Okay. So now this is like chapter one of the story. And it's been pretty intense so far, huh? Yeah. So what do you say we get to chapter two? Let's do it. The head of the Mayoki family, that was the house that just got attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the husband and he was traveling during the night of the attack. And his wife is actually Yayo. But he hears of the attack. Then somehow he hears of a local bear hunter and decides to pay this hunter a visit at his home. Now, this part is straight this part is straight from so many different movies. Yeah. So, Mayoki goes to the hunter's home and the hunter's name is Yamamoto. Mm, nice. And Yamamoto is a drunk. <laughs> uh, he loves his booze so much so that he sold his favorite rifle just to buy some. <laughs> we have a problem here, then. <laughs> Yamamoto is like a washed-up, drunk version of Jim Corbett. <laughs> and uh, Mayoki attempts to convince Yamamoto to hunt this bear. Yamamoto refuses and says he doesn't hunt anymore. 
This is like straight out of so many films. The one I think enough comes to mind is The Meg. Remember oh, okay. how Jason Statham goes? He goes off to like Thailand and he's just drinking all the time. And then they come to like, we need you for this. And he's like, no, I don't do that. And then, then <laughs> yeah. after a little bit of convincing, he yeah. finally does it. That's yeah. kind of like what's happening to Yamamoto <laughs> nice. right now. Nice. Uh, after sharing more of the story, Yamamoto is convinced this is the same bear he previously tried to hunt. Huh. Who had killed three women years before. Wow. He even had a name for this bear. Kesagaki. Mm. What's that mean? It vaguely translates to diagonal slash from the shoulder. Like, wow. That's what's pretty literal. Yeah. But yeah, Kesasaki. Uh, now, after some convincing, Yamamoto signs up to hunt the bear. Maybe it was because of Ken, Ken Sasaki, and he previously tried to hunt it. That's why it's like so many films. Yeah. And you know, remember how Jason Statham in the Meg, at the very beginning of the film, the Meg like causes all this chaos, and that's why he left? That's like the same thing going, thing going on right now with Gee. Yamamoto. All right. But now let's go back into town where the attack happened. Uh, the next day, on December 11th, a group of men was formed to kill the bear. They waited for the bear to return, but it never shows up. Hmm. So now we're going to go to December 12th. News of the attack reached the government office. A sniper team was then organized. Wow. Guns and volunteers for the team were gathered from nearby towns and set out for the village that day. Hmm. Uh, the bear never appeared that day either. Hmm. So thinking of the future, the team decided to exterminate the bear, even if they had to mobilize every possible resource. So this is, this is very serious stuff, and they really want Kesagaki dead. Wow. They believe the bear would probably try to retrieve the bodies that it had killed. Therefore, a new plan was proposed, which is very controversial. Uh, but they had, they wanted to <clears throat> lure the bear. They would use the corpse of one of the victims. Oh, okay. That's, I've heard of that happening in other cases as well. Hmm. Uh, but the plan was widely condemned, but they still went through with it. For the future of the village, it was their best plan. That's what they thought. Oh. Within the day, the plan was executed. But there is now a new member of this team. <laughs> it took some persuasion, but our boy Yamamoto is now a part of the team. Nice. <laughs> Yamamoto was assigned to be inside the home along with five others where the attack took place. Now, that night, the bear actually approaches. It gets fairly close, but never enters the house and runs back into the forest. Hmm. and was not seen the rest of the night. So the plan was actually a failure. Hmm. Now let's go to December 13th. At dawn, it was discovered that the Oda's house, this is the very first house that we went to, uh -huh. was once again ransacked. Along with others, the bear had taken people's winter stockpile of food. Wow. This bear is just, like, on a legit rampage right now. Stealing food, killing people, just... Hey, well, he woke up early. You know? He's he did. Be pretty honored. <laughs> With now 60 men, it is decided 
that they hunt it in the surrounding mountains, Yamamoto included. Hmm. So 60 men plus Yamamoto are now in the wilderness hunting the bear. Gee. That night, a sniper at the bridge thought he saw something in the shadows of the tree stumps on the opposite side of the river. The police captain then ordered that the snipers open fire. At that moment, the shadow, apparently that of the bear, disappeared into the forest. So they, sh- they were shooting all around, but uh, they got nothing out of it. Hmm. Everyone was disappointed on having failed to kill the bear. But yeah, this bear just keeps escaping. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So now let's go to the next day, December 14th. A team investigated the opposite um, shore across the river and find that the bear's footprints along with blood. Hmm. So they think it got, they think it actually got hit during the previous night. Gee. Uh, Yeah, it it, it got a hit at least once um, that night. But an imminent snowstorm is now approaching. Hmm. And the men feel like this is the the most critical opportunity to hunt and kill the bear. Like, this is game time. Our guy, Yamamoto, convinces the captain to let him go after the bear along with one other guide. Mm. Reluctantly, the captain agrees. Since there was a storm coming, he probably thought, sure, take your drunk ass out there and try to find the bear. <laughs> uh, Yamamoto thought it would be better and quicker this way to have just himself and one other person rather than a large team. And Yamamoto was familiar with Kasagaki's behavior and successfully tracked him down. Mm. He spots the bear resting near a Japanese oak tree. He was able to get around 20 yards from the bear and he shoots at it. His first shot hit the bear in the heart. Oh, wow. And the second shot right in the head. Gee. Which does, which killed the serial killing uh, bear at last. Wow. So the drunken hunter was the hero. <laughs> and he was the one who was able to kill the bear. That is Isn't nuts. that kind of cool? Yeah. Or at least Yamamoto's part. I Even the sniper's I thought he was him. a fun, fun character. Yeah. But when the bear was measured, it was nearly nine feet tall. And weighed in at 750 pounds. Wow. And they also cut the bear's stomach open and find parts of the victims. Oh, okay. So in the aftermath of everything, most villagers uh, left this area and the town rapidly transformed into a ghost town. Gee. Now, I'm going to go over a few of the people in the story. Uh, remember Odo, uh-huh. the guard? He recovers from his injuries and returns to work. But the next spring, he falls into a river and dies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Poor Odo, man. Gee. Uh, so Yayo, who uh, she also she had uh, head wounds from the attack. She makes a full recovery. Mm. She was a tough woman. Yeah. She was really cool. But Yayo's fourth son, the one she was holding, and when they were attacked. Clinging to her leg. No, no. Not that one. The one that was she had in the very beginning that she was holding, the youngest one. Oh, okay. Um, he actually dies three years later from wounds that he suffered. Oh, wow. 
So that actually brings the kill count to seven people. Mm. Um, I, I wish I wish I had some something on Yamamoto. Unfortunately, I don't have anything no. on Yamamoto. But I do have something. Uh, a man named ok- Okawa Haruyoshi, who was seven years old during the attack, he uh, lost at least one family member. He became pretty vengeful. Huh. He swore an oath to kill ten bears for every victim of the attack. Wow. By the time he was 62, he had killed 102 bears. Oh my goodness. It sounds pretty vengeful, huh? Yeah. But, uh, so this story was pretty well detailed for happening over 100 years ago. Uh, the reason for that is because in 1961, a forestry officer named Morataki undertook an examination of the case in order to leave a permanent record of it. Oh, okay. So in in 1961, a little material was left. So Marataki tracked down the people who lived in the area 46 years ago, and he made careful records of their stories. Hmm. Uh, this was challenging as many villagers were already deceased and many survivors would not cooperate due to the gruesome nature of the attacks and the bad memories. Wow. But Marataki's findings were used in a novel called The Devil's Valley. Hmm. So that's probably where we get where I found it. It's actually uh-huh. it's got a good like Wikipedia page of this incident. Oh, okay. I didn't use all my information on there, but I used some. But yeah, there's it's pretty well known about now. Uh, also, there was an analysis done on the cause and why this bear attacked. Hmm. Some believe that the attack occurred due to the bear waking early from hibernation due to hunger. That's probably the main one. Yeah. And this would result in increased ferocity and make the bear more daring. That's why it was going into the settlements oh, and yeah. stealing corn and then killing people. Yeah. Also, there was a good amount of deforestation during this time period in the area. This made a, a lack of natural prey and causes bears to come into human settlements looking for food. Humans are killed because they are close to food, not because the animal is hunting them a lot of the time. So deforestation and waking up from hibernation probably Mm. both played a role. And uh, remember before the bear was uh, killed and in the very first time it was shot. So before it killed anybody, it was shot. So maybe that plays a role. That's what we've seen in like our tiger stories. So maybe that has something to do with it too. Uh, We just don't know. Hmm. But can't get enough of this story, Dave. Yeah. You can actually travel to this area and visit a shrine dedicated to the people uh, who died. And also there is like a full reconstruction of the home uh-huh. and, the, and the whole attack scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's also a big statue of Kesagaki as well. It's, huh. it's like it's so it's a like a tourist area and it looks pretty cool. I'd, I'd kind of like to check it out. Yeah. Let's make a trip to Japan. Okay. <laughs> There have been uh, <clears throat> there have been several novels written about the story, as well as a radio play and even a stage performance. Wow! There was even a, there was a film made in 1990, a Japanese film called Yellow Fangs. I watched the trailer for it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. It's like 1990 Japanese. It was. Oh. I was like, this looks stupid, but maybe it's actually good. I don't know. But it and it actually has. Uh, a 6.5 star rating on IMDb. Hmm. So not doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. 
but that is our story. What did you think, Dave? That's pretty neat. It's crazy. That was that's one of my favorite stories that we've had so far. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone else enjoyed it as well. But Dave, this is not going to wrap it up yet. Okay. We're not done. All right. I wanted to finish up with some bear safety tips. All right. And what to do if you encounter one. I figure this would be good information for everyone to have at the very least. And it primarily relates to our North American bears. Um, Not polar bears, though, uh, because they are obviously in the Arctic and very unlikely to run into one. Yeah. So it's uh, grizzly bears and black bears. And I'm just going to go over a few ways to avoid confrontation and what to do if you actually are attacked. So say you're outside camping, hiking, biking, stuff like that. You obviously want to avoid bears. If you're in bear country, you definitely want to have bear spray. Mm. We've said that multiple times by now, but you want to have it on you and make it easily accessible. But say you're camping Mm -hmm. and have food. It's a very good idea to keep the food where a bear cannot reach it. Put it anywhere in a car, hang it in a tree, something like that. Yeah. Well, in fact, there's always signs telling you that. Yeah, there there always is. But let's say you are out hiking and happen to see a bear. First, it's a good idea to never hike alone. You just want to be with at least, they say, three people. If a bear doesn't know you're nearby, it's best to retreat slowly, retreat slowly away from the bear. If the bear is aware of you, make sure to act in a non-threatening manner and slowly go the opposite direction. You want to, your main goal is to create distance from it. Hmm. Now, but not fast. No, no, don't go <laughs> fast. Now, if the bear shows signs of aggression... You want to try to assess the situation, find out if it's a black bear or a grizzly. That's going to be important. And also find out if there are cubs and are trees nearby that you could possibly climb. Uh, One thing you definitely don't want to do is run away. You will not be able to outrun a bear. Yeah. uh, Unless you really don't like the person you're with. Make, and you better make sure you're faster than that person, too. <laughs> then don't run away. Yeah. What's, that, what's that famous line? I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> now, black bears can climb trees, Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to touch on that. Uh, if a bear charges at you, they will often do a mock charge. So, you know, have your bear spray ready. But uh, bear spray... And bear spray is very effective. But try not to go against the wind... With the bear spray, it will blow back right into your face, as we've learned (laughs) from one story. But yeah, bears can do this mock charge thing sometimes. Like a lot of uh, larger animals will do this as well. They don't want to, it's a way for them to avoid a confrontation. Yeah. Because they don't want to fight either. But let's say it's a black bear that it's uh, turned aggressive on you. If it's a black bear, do not climb a tree. (laughs) <laughs> That's why you got to figure it out. And I know it could be hard sometimes because guess what? Some black bears are brown, yeah. as we've learned. There's oh, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this one. There's actually a white black bear. Oh really? Yeah, like an called, albino. Well, there it's actually a subspecies. They're uh, they live in like Vancouver area. Huh. And they're called the spirit bear. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, that's something I forgot to mention this uh, on our bear coverage. But yeah, there's this, uh, there is a black bear subspecies that is white. Wow, interesting. So black bears or yeah, black bears can be like any color it seems like and have any type of patch fur on yeah. their chest that we've talked about. But yeah, definitely don't climb a tree if it's a black bear. Black bears are excellent climbers and you just made yourself a sitting duck. <laughs> if it does attack though, what you want to do, you want to fight back. Use anything you ha- can as a weapon. Rocks, sticks, your fists, anything. And what you want to do is aim for the bear's face, particularly the eyes and the nose. And when a black bear sees that you're willing to fight back, they'll oftentimes they'll give up and just bail. Yeah, uh, I've, re- I've heard of a couple stories. There's this one story in particular. I don't know if I've... I think I mentioned it before, but... Uh, there's this uh, like sixty year old ex boxer. Oh yeah, in, did Smacked I mention that one before? In the, in the snout, yeah. Yeah, he, was, he like did a one two, <laughs> and just punched the bear right in the face, and the bear had a bloody nose and bailed. Yeah, and there's been a couple times of that happening. Yeah. I guess it would help to be an ex boxer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so things change dramatically when it's a grizzly. If a grizzly attacks, it could be a good idea to climb a tree. That's where you, All that right. comes into play. Grizzlies don't climb. Well, they do a little bit when they're younger, but when they're adults, not really. Yeah, they just tear them down. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you can't then drop if you can't get to a tree or anything, and if it's coming at you, what you want to do is drop to the ground in the fetal position. This is actually it's not a myth. This is actually true. Mm. And cover your head and neck. Hopefully you have a hopefully you have a backpack. That you oh, can put okay. around your neck while you're in the fetal position. Yeah. Uh, then, if you're still alive at that point, <laughs> you want to pretend to be dead. Hmm. Sometimes a grizzly will leave once uh, you know once it knows that you're no longer considered to be a threat. So continue to play dead, as sometimes grizzlies wait around to see if the victim gets up. <laughs> hmm. If the bear hasn't killed you yet, then Make sure it is left before you get up to escape. Oh, wow. And so obviously this is all situational and there is no foolproof plan that that always works. There's just nothing. Uh, if a grizzly bear wants to eat you, not much you can really do about it. Yeah. And the, remember, the best weapon is bear spray. That's like I keep hitting that bear spray point because yeah. I've read multiple times that it is it is what you want to have. It's it's actually more effective than guns. Oh yeah, because I mean if you say a bear's coming at you, and it doesn't even even if you got a big gun on yeah, you, you could shoot it and it still goes. Yeah, if It'll you got like come. say like you got a three fifty seven. Uh-huh. I know a lot of listeners won't know what that means, but don't worry. It's just a it's a big revolver. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a big gun, and even if you have that. Like the bear will just keep coming. Yeah. I mean, it's possibly it could scare it away, but the loud noise. Yeah. yeah. But I'd re- the, the bear spray is proven to be but more it, yeah. effective. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's mad and it's aggressive, especially with the brown bears, they'll, yeah, that nothing stops them. No, when they, when they, well, a shot isn't going to stop. Mad I mean, enough. Yeah. Ken Sagaki got shot like three or four times before he actually died. Yeah. Wow, it was even more than that if you count all, from the beginning, right? Yeah, well, yeah, three or four, sh- 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 several shots in the beginning. It wasn't until he got it in the heart and the head. Yeah. All right, but there is a little info so on what to do if you are ever attacked. 
Keep in mind, bear attacks are quite rare, and bears are awesome, and they're not out to get us. Yeah. I, I really like bears. I enjoyed studying them these last few weeks. And in the U.S., we average less than one death a year by bear. Hmm. And so, Dave, that is going to wrap us up now. Hey. I hope everyone enjoyed the story. Uh, I really liked it. Also, I hope uh, none of the listeners get attacked by a bear. But at least they might know a little bit more of what to do. Yeah. So next week, uh, I'm sorry, everyone. We are not going to have an episode out next week. Dave is once again ruining the show and going to Disneyland. With the family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, Dave is going to Disneyland with the family. So we decided to take a week off. Uh, we will make it up to you, though. I'm going to see if, if, depending on if I can get some stuff done, and I can maybe write two episodes, and we could do two episodes the following week, yeah. or at least a bonus episode. We'll try to do something like that. And even though I don't know what we're going to cover the next episode, I, I haven't I haven't decided yet. It could possibly be uh, a leopard seal, mm-hmm. which we thought was could be a cool idea. Yeah. I also kind of want to do another hunting accidents episode. Oh, yeah. Or some something else. We, we I don't really know yet. If if anybody if any of the listeners have any suggestion, feel free to tell us. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, we don't have any shout outs this week, unfortunately. Like I said, we're kind of lacking in that department mm. right now. So, but uh, if you if the listeners if you enjoy the show. Uh, make sure to go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show, and if you don't use iTunes, then use whatever platform you have and give us a review there, or you could even go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and talk to us there. Uh, it really it, The reviews will really help, guys, so please go ahead and do that. It's not for our egos, it's just, it's, uh, it's kind of like for a business side of things, so... Yeah. It will just help out, and plus we like getting some feedback as well. Now, if you want to be an even more amazing person, you can become a producer of the show by giving a little donation. That would be more than wonderful. Uh, I, I, I work hard on this, obviously. We both work hard on this. And Dave, could use some more funding for Disneyland? No. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring it my way, no. And, but any money, any money sent will go right back into the podcast anyway. Uh, there's some books I want to get and uh, for research for future episodes. So by donating, you'll actually help improve the show. And it would be truly awesome and we'll make you a producer. And the way you can do that is on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Or you could go to my account on Venmo, Matthew-Hamilton-51. This is all on the description below as well. And remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share it on that story on the pod, or if you just want to communicate with us, ask us a question, suggest an episode, that would be cool. Uh, feel free at any time to email us or and uh, at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, uh, or you can do it on the Facebook as well. And also... What we want you to do as well is recommend the show to family and friends. Kind of help build us up. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave, you have anything to, anything to add? No, I think I'm good. All right, well, have a good time in Disneyland. Okay. Um, I'll watch out for bears. Watch out, watch out for bears in <laughs> Disneyland. Um, how about you, Colonel Cheetor? You got anything? 
I'm gonna go chase a gazelle. All right. Nice. Nice. <laughs> this is For- Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends and be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Wait. Bye. We oh. won't see you next week. Oh, that's week right. after. <laughs> Bye.